everybody to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for uh, Friday, September 10th, uh, 2021. And the topic today is the part two of what is the best, uh, what is the, uh, this is what I got right here. It is the why do you do part Tai Chi part two? Why do you do Tai Chi part two? And it's the discussion. And before we start with that, let me introduce everybody. We'll start today with uh, Richard Cleary, resident host and all that good stuff with a message for you here shortly. And with me today is Matt Holker, who is the regional organizer for Maryville, Tennessee. And outside of the Knoxville area, hello, hello. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm in Costa Rica in Guanacaste, which is the Northern Pacific region. And I give classes in Liberia and Playa del Coco. Welcome. Thank you. Ty Talbert in Colton, California. Colton, California. Inland Empire. Hello, everyone. Uh, I have classes in Colton, California, Redlands, and Riverside. Welcome. Phil, since you changed your email, um, Phil, Chan. Phil Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Well, welcome. Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. And he'll tell you places. places. All right. Yes, uh, we also have uh, instructors in Camden, New Jersey, just outside Philadelphia, and also Fairlawn. So, welcome to be here. Thank you. Art Don in the Washington D.C. area. I am in Greenbelt, Maryland. Um, that's about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome. Mark Mashad in Michigan. Hi, it's uh, the Midwest Michigan area covering Grand Rapids and Lansing. Welcome. Daniel Hill in Phoenix, Arizona. That's right. Uh, Far West Valley uh, based out of Goodyear. Welcome. Okay, everybody. So uh, the, where we, from where we left off at, well, first of all, a word from our sponsor. And so what we've got here is that the clear Tai Chi curriculum um, is really the kind of thing for a lot of the things that we're talking about. And you can get that at startclearTaiChi.com. At start clearTaiChi.com. And so check that out. There's a write up on there about what it all has on, in it and what's included and different things about it. And I'll let Matt tell you some more. Well, we've been talking about why we all got started and why we all keep doing it and what keeps us interested as teachers um, and as, you know, kind of perpetual students of the art. And, uh, and you know, we all started talking about this from the perspective of why we started in the first place. And if you want to get started in Tai Chi, the best way to do it is uh, if, if you don't have access to one of these fabulous teachers that's on the call uh, or, you know, someone else uh, in, in the clear Tai Chi system who's qualified to teach, if you can't get to a live instructor that way, you can get the same live instruction that Richard Clear himself gives the students here in the, in the local classes. It's all available. It's all been filmed. It's all online and it's all at startclearTaiChi.com. So 
the question, first question on the list there today is what is the best benefit or benefits that you have got from your Tai Chi practice so far? What is the best benefit or benefits that you have got from your Tai Chi practice so far? I would say it's um, going from Tai Chi to work using Tai Chi, tai Chi principles in daily life to help me um, avoid a fast-paced rush, rush sort of mode of operation and be calmer and more deliberative. Um, for example, less prone to, to get angry at a sudden irritation or annoyance. Um, for example, avoiding um, incidents on the road, get, getting cut off and reacting badly to that, for example. I just say, well, that's a situation and, and move on to, to the next one. So um, really I've been able to incorporate the Tai Chi principles into my daily life for um, calmness and um, just better thinking about dealing with life as opposed to uh, just reacting quickly and emotionally. Cool. Next. Uh, for me, Chris, hold on. Chris Walsh is on the call with us, and he's in Augusta, near Augusta, Maine. Is that right? Yep, I'm in Hollowell, Maine, uh, just outside of Augusta. By the way, welcome. And he's going to have to leave the call shortly, but since he's still here, let him have a shot at I, it. I, I was just about to leave, so thank you, Sifu. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's, it's an interesting uh, reason, I, I think, from my perspective, why I do Tai Chi, because I, I, I really feel like I, I fell into it in a way. Um, before Tai Chi, I was doing other martial arts, and um, you know, I, I, I didn't really feel as satisfied with it, but I enjoyed it a lot. You know, I, I got a lot out of it, and it was a good time, um, and then I moved. I moved from New Jersey to Maine. When I got to Maine, I really couldn't find martial arts that I enjoyed. I didn't want to do karate and I didn't want to do Taekwondo. And uh, part of the reason is, uh, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be and I can't do those jump spinning fan kicks anymore. You know, not without a lot of pain and on the landing. <laughs> so I started looking, what else can I do? And, and um, you know, my uh, um, friend here, Harry, Harry Leg, who's on the call also, uh, someone I did martial arts with and he had been talking about Sifu Clear and Tai Chi. And I decided one day that I would just go to one of these uh, meetups where, uh, where the people are teaching this and where Sifu Clear is. And I got to meet um, Sifu Clear. And that's really what got me interested in Tai Chi because previously I didn't believe that there even was Chi. But once I experienced it, I was like, wow, this is all I need to do now. And, and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper uh, in, in moving it into um, the feelings that you get from, you know, the health benefits. So where I just said, I can't do these jump spinning fan kicks anymore. My knees are a lot better than they used to be. And I wouldn't feel so bad if I did one today. Um, Cause I still know how. Um, and I've made a lot of improvements and, and I have better days uh, with my knees than I, I thought. And I thought as I got older, they would just keep getting worse. But I, I feel now that it's going to go the other way. So Tai Chi um, from a few levels of, of the health and that area. And, and then 
I, I see that there's a further road down where you can really get involved in the, the spiritual aspect of what you can learn through Tai Chi. And I'm really interested in that and I hope to make progress there, but there's just so much. And, and the other thing that's really important that, that from my experience that really makes me want to do this and stay with uh, the system is that you have to have a master. If you join a, a school and, and there is no master, there's just somebody who maybe learned something, well, how much can he teach you? You know, the guys that I learned from uh, previously, um, you know, they had they, they had claims that they were high level instructors, but when I really got close to them, they didn't have a lot to teach me. And they were able to tell you what people think of as black belt, but then after yeah. black belt, it got real sparse real quick. Right. Their black belt program was great. I got the black belt. I even got the second degree black belt. I was an instructor. I had a great time, but after second degree black belt, there was nothing, you know, and, and part of me wants to just, you know, be a little humble and say, well, maybe they didn't want to teach me. I don't know. I <laughs> don't know why they wouldn't, but it just really felt like they didn't have anything to teach me. Yeah, it's a fairly common situation in America, maybe worldwide, but definitely in America where people have up to a certain degree black belt and then all the higher level stuff, just mostly, you know, people, that, because the way that the systems are done, typically people have to get all the way up there before they realize, wait a minute, they don't have the, any of the advanced stuff. Yeah. And, and they don't know until they, get to yeah. the level where it's time to get that and then they're not being taught anything which is unfortunate it is and, and you spent all that time getting there just to find out that that's it yeah. but you know i don't have any regrets i enjoyed what i have and, and and a lot of what i learned did benefit me um in in tai chi and it all is i have you know decent physicality and then being able to look back on what i did learn and see what i am learning from tai chi and filling in a lot of the gaps that they didn't teach me is also pretty interesting yeah. Yep. So, cool. That's me. Who was who was starting to thank you? Who was starting to talk there? A minute ago, I cut off somebody. Was it, oh, it was me. Yeah. Um, the, probably the greatest benefit I've gotten out of this would be um, increased mobility and pain reduction. And what I found was that there's actually seems to be a correlation between. Uh, pain and, and stiffness. So when you've got something going wrong or something's off in there, uh, that stiffness is your body tightening up around the spot, trying to protect you from, from that pain, I think. From the pain and from further injury to the place it's already hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Mo kind of it mo immobilizes it to protect you kind of. Um, and so you really don't realize, um, it's, it's such a gradual, uh, decrease in ability over time that you you kind of aren't aware even of how much pain maybe you're in until until you start to relax and you start to uh, mobilize again and what i found even was that there was a split second where i was in more pain it was very brief but that was because the stuff could actually heal now well, and also all the tension that gets added in there and the protection thing is like, it's now like, like for lack of a better way to say it, stiffening up and calcifying. And now when you go to move that, it's, it's, un it's unpleasant normally. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There, there was a, when it first started to release, I had moments where it was more painful briefly. And then you have the healing process because of the increased, at least partially from the increased circulation. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's there they really have gone hand in hand. Whereas the as the pain is reduced, the mobility has improved, and vice versa. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And part of what Tai Chi's aiming for is to do that in such a general way that although it's work, it's not pain. And there's a way, there's a guiding principle there. And so uh, in that movement, that's part of it too. But I know that for some of what you had going on, it, it, it was like layer upon layer of being locked up. And so you're in, the, in terms of getting in there to get that freed up so that you can move again. And yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, who's next? Daniel. I don't think he was volunteering. Oh. I think he oh. <laughs> okay. Daniel, where you want to go next? Sure. Why not? Um, to list only one or two benefits I've gotten from Tai Chi is kind of hard, but uh... oh, you can list more. <laughs> find out what what is the better benefit or things that really stand out to you that you've got that that your practice of Tai Chi from when you started till now? You know, what is it that you really kind of have got out of it or that you felt or that you can see is really beneficial to you kind of on the longer term or that just has been something that you got benefit from and it jumps out? Uh, For the longer term, definitely, uh, like Mark said, reduction in joint pain, uh, particularly from a lot of old injuries that I had once uh, at your push hands level two workshop, you were teaching opening and closing. And that uh, pretty much made just about every joint I had in my body, the pain just kind of went away completely. And it's kind of my daily routine to do that now. Um, Alongside that, I would say it's the sensitivity, being able to sense inside myself where that tension is. Um, Even some really interesting things like, hey, I'm going to go to the Walmart bakery and get some cookies. Oh, I can feel my liver absolutely hates that. I guess I'm never going to buy these again. Uh, Uh, Or like working with a student yesterday, I didn't necessarily expect that I could be able to do this, but I was having to do Tai Chi walking with whole body breathing and he was having some balance issues. And I was like, oh yeah, you're breathing into your arms and legs fine, but you're not breathing into your center enough anymore. So redo that. Being able that wasn't until after the class, I was like, wow, I was able to see that. That's that's pretty interesting because I, I have more sensitivity inside of myself rather than, oh, I can actually see this guy's where his breath is going in his body. And that that increased level of sensitivity that has been improving year after year after year is uh, a continual benefit that is obviously going to follow me around forever. Something that keeps me trading every week. Yeah, and it really is helpful in, in self-defense. Uh, everything for me, I'm to see if somebody's kind of gearing up a little more, maybe they're maybe more in terms, you know, where it's not so overtly obvious, but you're getting the idea this person's tensing up what's going on here to uh, health stuff, you know, just being able to help people with like, Hey, I see you've got a knee problem there. It's like, how did you know that? And it's because it can't be <laughs> being able to work with it. So yeah, I get that. Cool. Yeah, I've learned it's best not to point out people's health issues to them because they uh, just they get a little freaked out. I was like, I could be like, uh, like I think you guys know I go out dancing quite a bit, and I might walk up to somebody like, "Hey, what did you do to your shoulder?" And they're like, "What do you mean? What did I do to it?" And I'm like, "Can't you feel it?" And they're like, "Yeah, but how did you know?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, now you're freaked out, so I'm going to just shut up and." Uh. <laughs> 
so I just tell them I'm a body worker and I'm used to, you know, I'm used to looking at that kind of stuff or I do Tai Chi and I'm used to seeing alignment and alignment issues. And I can tell that that's kind of off and, oh, you know, and then you get, get some good conversation going and that kind of thing. So, but yeah. Actually, I seem to recall us uh, recruiting a student for Harriet, like one of the, the coffee shops we were in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Found a waitress with a hip alignment issue and she went, oh yeah, I've been trying to fix that. Yeah, it's a great way to get a new student. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, were you about to jump in on that? Sure, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, uh, just as Daniel said, I mean, holy cow, there's a, a laundry list of, of issues. But one that really sticks out uh, for me, um, I've never been officially diagnosed with asthma, but since I was a little kid uh, in grade school on the basketball team or whatever, um, I would have exercise-induced asthma where you know it'd be really bad and um it was a little over 20 years ago i lived in los angeles for anyone that happens to possibly know the area uh there's a canyon running canyon right in west hollywood or hollywood that i used to love to walk uh up 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 um but i would have to stop like several times along the way because my breath just would not keep up. The asthma would, would be driving me nuts or, you know, whatever was going on there. And when my, I would be with friends most of the time and it'd be like, Hey guys, hold on a minute, give me a moment. And you know, they were cool about it. But, uh, now here it is more than 20 years later. So I'm that much older and I can zip up Runyon Canyon with like no issue. Um, I was just on a little vacation. I walked up Diamond Head in Honolulu um, with not having to stop to breathe and catch up. So uh, while it's not 100% perfect, it is like light years better than it was 20 years ago, yeah. um, which uh, really says a lot. So that really sticks out to me. Yeah, cool. Both stamina and better breathing um, at the same time. So yeah, cool. Next. Yeah, so um, I would echo a lot of what's already been said as far as feeling better joints and, um, you know, kind of reverse aging effects and pains, which you thought were going to be with you forever that have now disappeared, all these things. Um, that's what keeps you going. That's what keeps you coming back. And there are benefits that you don't look for that surprise you and that are very pleasing. Um, but the, the question was what's the most important or the most significant um, in a long-term <clears throat> practice of Tai Chi for me, it's such a powerful tool for me to be able to help other people. And so when people come to my Tai Chi class and then they're getting those same benefits that I experienced myself. And so as a teacher, then I'm multiplying that for many other people. And the type of sensitivities that we learn in the clear Tai Chi system allow us to help people, even if they're not coming to practice Tai Chi. So that's what I have enjoyed the most. It's been most impactful for me. Cool. Uh, Phil, uh, did you? I don't know. Phil and Ty. Yeah, so I'll, I'll jump in here. So for me, it's a number of things. Um, I had really bad hip arthritis uh, and I retired and I wasn't able to do things. 
but I was able to do Tai Chi. So it gave me a, a physical outlet that was something I could handle. And then I had been teaching Reiki and uh, just to be able to expand on the way I explored energy. So I had the I had the foundation in Reiki and then being able to explore uh, energy uh, from different perspectives within Tai Chi, both from a combative point of view and also from other ways of healing in the Falkong has been very interesting. So it's just a, a source of um, a lot of inter interesting information that I just enjoy learning. Yeah. Hey, Ty. Hi, everyone. Um, kind of haven't jumped in because I can't really think of anything that's original. Um, I so really don't you know, want to... part of this, part of this is it doesn't... It, you know, like, and it's, I know when we're talking like this, because I had my own notes and it's like everything that I've thought here, pretty much you guys have kind of covered. And so the bigger thing, I think that part of this is in, the, in terms of this question, what is the best benefit or benefits that you got from it is related to something that you experienced or that, you know, like, okay, it really did this for me. And what is that? You know, the personal, the personalized, in other words, we can list off, we can name off a laundry list of benefits that we get from Tai Chi. Most of us, especially we've been doing it longer term, but what did you get where it was like, oh man, it really helped me like this, or it's really helping me like that, that you can really say specifically to yourself. And I know you've had different kinds of uh, both health issues and other things that um, where it really has been made a difference to you pretty directly. Okay. Well, then probably the biggest thing would be my PTSD. Um, I got involved, I've been involved in martial arts all of my life. And I was told by a very good doctor that Tai Chi would be very good for my PTSD. And it has been. Um, I haven't isolated um, other than what's been mandated by public policy. But um, so that was easy for me to go back to that because for a couple of years, I did not leave my house. Um, and to have my back to a door or to have anybody walk up behind me or to anyone to startle me was very dangerous for them. And so I isolated myself because I was afraid of what my reaction would be. Um, I'm also even able to go and spa with people and it, you know, very physical without it tipping me over in a, a direction I don't want to go, but it really has helped my PTSD. And when Sheila was talking about helping other people, that resonated also because I'm really happy to share it with other events. Yeah, what would you say, um, obviously, with, with some of the vets that you work with for it, they get the benefit from the PTSD what would you say you've seen with that is the, what am I trying to ask you here? Obviously there, if it, if it went away entirely, well then that's the benefit, it went away entirely. Mm -hmm. My guess is that this is not something that just normally disappears completely, but that it goes in stages and this kind of thing. Yes. What would you say is the best benefit they normally see fairly quickly that then continues on or gets better that is a PTSD benefit from Tai Chi and, and talk about it enough so that people, not that you're telling them how, but some, because that's a longer thing and to come to the class, 
but it's much more of a what kind of benefit and and sort of um, what is it that Tai Chi is or their practice of Tai Chi is doing in that regard. Um, what I find that most guys and women find is relaxation. They have forgotten how to relax, especially how to relax in public. And then they think that they are relaxed and then they find that there are deeper and deeper levels of relaxation. And now specifically I'm working with, you know, like, you know, quieting your mind, quieting your breath, you know, find the stillness and motion and relax. And just even with myself, I'm finding out there's more and more layers of relaxation of calmness that, that you can achieve. And that's what I'm finding that vets seem to get the very first class is, Oh, I can relax. And there's, there's more to relaxing. And this is how I go about relaxing. Yeah. It's one thing also to be able to kind of melt into the couch and just, and not do anything and relax. And it's a whole nother thing entirely to be in motion and or doing things and relax while that's happening. And so that's- And in the presence of other people. Yeah, and in the presence of other people, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, yeah, yep, cool. Yeah, was that everybody for that one? Yeah. So then for me, the, uh, it's, it's the, uh, you know, and I've been practicing now for, since I was 15, 16, I'm 57, so, it's the amazing health, the youth, the longevity. My family, um, I've already outlived. Um, I think I had one grandparent that outlived the age that I am right now. All the rest died younger than that. And the uh, and so this amazing health and youth and longevity and being able to do like keep up with the 20 year olds or usually exceed them by a bit uh, in terms of whatever physical activity we're up to. Um, the clarity of mind and strength, including endurance, uh, like Harry was talking about, and then um, doing other kinds of things that I've got from the art, it really is powerful in those ways. And then I definitely agree with what Sheila said, which is the ability to help others. And then what one of you said there with the awareness, um, both inside my body, I think it might've been Daniel, but inside my body, and then the awareness when I'm working with other people. And even when I'm out sometimes, I'll see somebody and I'm like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll catch something and I'll be careful how I start the conversation with them. But but where it is that I'm seeing they've got some kind of an issue that's a structural issue or a positional issue or a tension or that kind of a thing and just kind of open up the conversation. And a lot of times I can even just tell them something that's sort of simple that will make a difference to them. And then there's a lot of I, I derive a fair amount of satisfaction from that, knowing that I did something that helped make somebody, you know, help somebody today, even if it was just a little bit. But that little bit over time keeps magnifying, and so the Tai Chi really helps me to do that, and it allowed me to do, enabled me to do that, and um, yeah. Cool. Did you? You didn't weigh in on this yet, did you? I did not. I meant, to, I meant no. to weigh in after everybody, so sorry. That's what I was looking for earlier. Okay, go ahead. Well, um, well, thank you. Um, I did, I guess, I mean, six months ago, I probably wouldn't have had really anything else to add, uh, or I would have had just a very different answer. But I think the biggest, like if I had to say the biggest benefit that Tai Chi has given me, um, it's perspective. 
I have a new appreciation for lots and lots of things uh, in my life. And uh, uh, when, you, when you can, when you can feel when someone's mind is on you or not, and you can sense different people's emotional states. And when you can see the energy of an injury and move it with your mind and have real effect on people and help them, it, it, in addition to being able to do all that stuff and feel all that stuff and getting the benefits of all that stuff, it also tends to, at least it did for me, um, it, it, it helps you to kind of reflect on who you are and who you want to be in the world and what kind of energy you want to put out. And that perspective, I think, has been the single most valuable thing that Tai Chi has given me because all that other stuff is great, but there's probably other things I could have done to get all that. And there's really not a lot else that I could have done or experienced to give me the kind of perspective that I have in that way right now, other than the, the, the Tai Chi. Well, for me, I really, um, like that's part of what makes life worth living for me is what you just said. The, uh, that without those abilities, I, I, I would, I personally would, would be uh, depressed. <laughs> I've gone so, I've gotten so used, I have become so used to over the years of being able to do that stuff that I don't, verbalize it so well because i'm just doing it more often than i'm not mm. and so i'm really glad that you put words to that because it's it's accurate yeah any other thoughts or anything from anything from there or okay all right so then what is the most interesting or impressive thing or things that you have seen or experienced in Tai Chi? I know a lot of you guys have been with me now for a good number of years and you've seen me and you've been places where we've seen other masters and or and you see other masters because of ones you've studied with or, or that you know or that you study with or have studied with um, or just got to visit with and that kind of thing. And so most of you guys outside of like, depending on who's listening to this, of course, um, You've experienced things um, and sometimes very, very interesting or very odd or very impressive. And so in the Tai Chi, um, what is the most interesting or impressive thing or things that you've seen or experienced in Tai Chi? In the Tai Chi journey. That one's tough. <laughs> <laughs> And if you start thinking about something you saw that just was kind of towards the mind blowing side, but that, that you were able to see enough that it, or, or understand enough that it really was going on, what would that be? And so Mark's, Mark's jumping up and down to go first. So go ahead. And, you know, there could be, I could probably talk all day about it, but, uh, you know, the one I would say is subtle, actually. I mean, because other people will probably go into the super cool stuff, but uh, I was really looking when I, when I first came and did a uh, workshop with you, um, there were certain things I was looking for, certain qualities, just kind of a speculation of what I was looking for. And one thing that I was looking for was uh, that with time and age, whatever it is you're doing would, because uh, everybody has a theory. I remember back in the 70s, it was uh, everybody was into like the bodybuilding thing. You know what I mean? That was the way to health. 
But with time, if you look at the bodybuilders, they're all out there. Most of them are a wreck. They've aged, they hit a certain point and then they age two for one is what it seems like. Mm. Uh, so I was looking for someone who had a theory on longevity that there, I could see that it had panned out. And so um, you're 57, you are doing great for 57. And that's, that's what I noticed was most people, they hit a plateau and then there's a very slow or fast degradation of health and physical ability. And uh, it looks like, uh, it looks like you're getting better actually to me a little bit. looks like you're still improving. And uh, I can attest to that. He is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I know that right before I, I met you, you would, and this was another thing that really stood out to me is uh, you, you had broken your back in four places, maybe a year and a half before I, I met you. Yeah. Yeah. In the sledding, in the sledding accident. Yep. Yeah. And so at that first, at that workshop I went to, you were manhandling everyone like they were children, basically the people who were coming up and working with you. <laughs> and, uh, and so I knew, cause I, you'd mentioned it on a video I'd seen about the broken back. Yeah. I knew that you were still in a recovery phase. Yep. And so that's, that was super impressive to me. That shows that there's a, there is a payoff. If you do your thing, I can see where, I can see where the end is that, you know, that you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the difference between where I could have been off of that injury and where I am off of that injury, there's not a price tag I can put on that. You know, the, the ability to move well and be okay. And my back's all fine versus what could be going on. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yep. Cause it's, it's sort of like a game over kind of a thing. If you're, if you were broke like that and then the rest of your life, you're hobbling to do everything and it hurts. I, I, I can't put a dollar figure on it. It would be, it would be, let me put it this way. When I went into the, to the ER on that and they brought the doctors in, it was a local ER in Blount County hospital. They're okay, but they definitely have a bad reputation at times for not being the better hospital. And what I told the doctors I was talking to is, look, I make a living with my body. If you're going to have to do surgery or anything like that, send me up to UT Medical Center. And I was going to tell them if it was even more than that, send me over to Vanderbilt, like the best hospital, the best doctors you can find. And if it's crazy kinds of money, I'll figure out how to pay it because it's there is no amount of money that's going to be worth being in that kind of pain, that kind of physical disability long term. Fortunately, they didn't have to do any surgery. All the discs were intact fully, like good. Um, I just had uh, vertebrae fractures. And they, uh, and they were amazed by that because of my age at the time. And, the, uh, and it's what you're talking about, which is, which is like, or, or what, we're, what we are talking about, which is there's not a dollar figure I can put on if my back wasn't going to be right again versus being able to get it right and good and, and having it, you know, so that I'm healthy and, and uh, you know, all good. And now a word from our sponsor. Is chi real? The word chi is the Chinese word for energy and energy is everywhere all around us. Physics says so. The question is not, does energy exist? Because of course energy exists. The real question is, what forms of energy can human beings tap into and use? 
My name is Richard Clear, and internal power is what I do. After over 40 years of continuous study and research, I created a one-of-a-kind online program that my students are raving about. In it, I revealed the secrets of effortless internal power. The program has had so much success, I decided to take it to the public. In fact, the results are so powerful that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more about this incredible program at internalpowerkeys.com. Yeah, Harry. Uh, this is, as Matt alluded to, an incredibly difficult question to answer because there are so many things. Um, well, if you've got more than one, that's fine. Well, uh, uh, I don't have five hours. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, the one I'm going to hone in on is is one where, you know, we're typically careful about how we talk about it because people think you're wackadoodle and you've drank some Kool-Aid and all that stuff. And whenever we do these podcasts, I'm always cognizant of the fact that somebody that is watching or listening to us right now may have not heard or seen a single one of our other podcasts. So this may be your introduction to what I'm about to mention. And also, what you teach us in Tai Chi blends and melds really with everything that you're teaching us. So I'm going to go to your healing method of Fa Gong, which we use that ability and sensitivity in our Tai Chi push hands. We can feel certain things about it in our form. So uh, very quickly in, in our Fa Gung method, you're learning to feel the energy around a person. And if in the way, in the way Chi field in the way Chi field, yes. And if there's a, um, an injury, a malady, uh, inflammation, all, all a headache, whatever the case is, we have learned how to manipulate that energy and help potentially relieve the symptom. So that in itself is really darn cool. But then it jumped to being able to just see that energy and not feeling it with the Lao Gong. And Harry's talking about just his development with it at this point. When I say just his, I mean, anybody else that's been doing this longer term also has or gets this ability. But when people go from using their hand to where, wait a minute, I can see that and I can manipulate it with my mind, in this case, E, uh, intellectual or or mind intent, then it takes this change that he's talking about. Sorry, go ahead. Thank you. So yes, so so then being able to see it and then manipulate it with your mind, but then, but then it jumps to long distance, <laughs> where you can connect with someone anywhere and feel their energy. So the the most mind blowing thing for me in regards to that thus far is my learning to do work on someone long distance where I bring them into the room with me. And this is no longer e-skill, it jumps to spirit, um, basically. And when I saw the person's energy floating in the middle of my room, the the head exploded and I think I lost a couple nights of sleep just processing, (laughs) I'm serious, this. 
Um, and, and so for me, uh, not that there are, there's a laundry list of other things, but that really sticks out. And it's also something that's happened within the last year or so because of COVID where we've had to work from home so frequently over zoom and things of that sort. So we got to really hone in on our long distance connection and healing abilities. And for anyone watching this podcast that thinks this is a bunch of malarkey, it's not. You need to potentially, you know, look into this and experience it. Why wouldn't you at least try? Um, we're not all Looney Tunes here. Um, well, maybe to some degree, but not with this. <laughs> it's very, very real. So yeah, yeah. and, and uh, well, I'll add to that that not only, not only is it real, it's, it sounds fantastical because you haven't gone through the steps yet. But the, the, yes. the steps are very concrete and well defined, and uh, and there's there's kind of tests at each step of the journey at each part of the the experience uh you know to make sure that, it, that you really do have it going on that it's you know that it's not just all in your head and uh and when you go through those steps the the progression leads to some pretty amazing incredible places um but it's uh it's it's definitely very real <laughs> we, we work on evidence-based you know yeah. so that you're doing that with somebody oh i feel better i think i feel better and then maybe they go off and they collapse somewhere you know that that no we actually do recommend like especially if it's something more serious that people go and get their blood test and go and get their x-ray and go and get these other things and we've come back multiple multiple times with doctors going okay that's a lot better how did you do that you know that kind of thing and and so the evidence based is there and then people go well it's a power of suggestion i think there is power and validity to the power of suggestion at the same time um when we're working with somebody like that the vast majority of the time they can actually feel you doing the work and you're not telling them they're like i'm feeling this in my and it's like and you know you didn't say that to them because you didn't and you know that's where you were thinking and they felt it where you were with your mom and i don't mean thinking like i'm dreaming it up that's imagination imagination has its place it's not this this is directed mind intent with the ability to actually sense the energy manipulating that energy into uh what it needs to be for their better health in this case and they can feel that you can feel that you're aware that it's happening you go and get it checked with the medical diagnostics and it is what you both felt going on and so and we're pretty big on that because it's so unusual and we don't talk about it a lot but i remember um, when COVID really kicked on and was a thing, I thought, okay, all my guys are basically now locked in their houses. They're doing whatever they're doing with their students through Zoom and, and formats like this. And um, what can I do to really help them? It was like, well, okay, for the teachers, our serious folks, it's they've got enough that if I start exposing it the, to them directly now, um, they're going to be able to do a bit of this through the medium of the video live, of course, but but through the through the video. And so I'll let you guys that experienced that tell them kind of what happened. So well, I'll, I'll start. I, I, I we had been doing fogging for a while at that point. Um, and uh, and we started connecting with each other uh, to, to practice certain kind of mind skill kind of stuff and little and you know doing healing sessions on each other in that um, on Zoom. And uh, and then some of the other ROs actually 
really got into it and really kind of took that to the next level. And I did not as much. Um, I didn't really focus in on being able to heal through Zoom. But what I did was that when I was doing live healings, I worked much more on being able to see the energy and manipulate from a distance with my mind. Um, so that when I did get, you know, distance healing opportunities through Zoom or whatever, that I was able to do that. And I worked on being able to see the energy through Zoom when I was watching people do Tai Chi and other kinds of things so that I could really easily translate the skill. And to speak just briefly to the point that Sifu was making a second ago about the sort of testability of the method, the, um, the last like real distance healing that I did for anyone was a boy uh, that is a friend of a friend of a friend of mine who was a, a 19 year old kid or 18 year old kid uh, who got into a really bad car wreck and he was in a coma and he had internal bleeding and he has a condition where it's really hard for the, the blood to stop flowing once it gets started. The doctors were saying he wasn't gonna last the night. And I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't communicate with him. There was definitely no like power of suggestion or anything. I was in Maribel and he was in Teleco about an hour away. Um, but I knew the situation. I knew what was going on. And so I took some time out to try to connect with him. I knew the boy and I, I had a little bit of a connection to him to begin with. And so I tried to connect to him and feel what was going on. And I was able to get a picture of a uh, you know, in, in my mind's eye anyways, of the injuries that were going on. And I could kind of zoom in the way that we train to do in the push hands and expand the view and kind of look at things. And I got a sense of what the injuries looked like and felt like and what was going on in that area. And then I was able to kind of pull the picture back out and see him from head to toe and see all the little spots lighting up where he had these problems. And I was able to move them all like basically as one kind of chunk and take them out and replace them with good healthy flowing energy and I made a point of connecting and doing that for him um, and kind of keeping that good healthy energy flowing and in, in the in the system with him there uh, for a while that night and in the morning I called and asked what was going on and it, they said it's some kind of miracle he woke up and he's doing fine and they're going to send him home. Uh, they're going to monitor him for the rest of the day and that they're planning on sending him home tomorrow. And then the next day he went home and he was in a neck brace, but he was the internal injuries were healed up and they couldn't explain how. Um, and, you know, he and I hadn't talked about it previously or anything. Like I said, you know, it couldn't have been the power of suggestion. He didn't know I was doing anything. Um, and, you know, to, to what extent did it work? I don't know. But, I mean, it could have been something else, but Nobody had any clue what happened. It was just like, well, it's some kind of miracle. And so, um, you know, I consider that a big win. Anyway, that's yeah. that, that probably is my story for my, like my coolest type personal Tai Chi experience right now too. There's there, I've seen some people, some other people do some really impressive stuff. That's like mind blowing, but for, in terms of what I've been able to do, that's probably the best. Anyone else? Um, I'm going to go ahead and jump in because um, what I have to say really is related to, to Harry's and Matt's uh, testimonies that by far the most impressive thing is this long distance. And the interesting thing about it <clears throat> is that as you move through your own development, um, you have these experiences and each one is amazing, right? But it's a progression. And so 
what I considered to be just dumbfounding and, you know, just floored me at the time. Now I can see as like the first step on a staircase, right? And, and so we're progressing. Um, the most impressive, uh, and I, I do thank everyone here in the system, and, and like Harry, when Harry showed me, I didn't sleep for a few days. Um, it really changes your whole worldview to be able to make these connections. And um, the interesting thing for me, Matt, like you say, you didn't practice so much on the long distance, but we're using it more, um, you know, you're close range, but you're, you're making those connections. And what I have found is that since learning to do long distance, my in-person healings have benefited greatly um, from making that degree of connection, even though the person's there in the room with me. Um, and it's also nice for COVID, whether you're in person or not, you can still do social distancing instead of getting up into the inches range, you can stay a few yards back and still be making an adequate connection to do a lot of good. Um, so that it's, it, you do worry about, you know, talking about it a little bit, cause it sounds really out there, but at least everyone here on this call and hopefully many people in the circles widening from from each of you outward um it's a huge benefit this is sort of what i was alluding to when i said that it's a system that allows you to help a lot of people because um this is this is the part that has helped people around me cool. so thank you thank you very much for making that available for us i'd also like to jump in um continuing in this flow is that those things do impress me, but something that's really impressed me about the system overall is how many people are being able to achieve these sort of things. And that I see so many people developing in so many different ways. I've been involved in several different martial arts where, or even with other Tai Chi people where there's maybe one person in the system who seems to have it. And then they've had hundreds of students and I'm like, okay, do I want to study with them? Because that's where I'll be 20 years from now. And I've left them for that reason. And the reason why I've stayed with this system is that I see the results in so many different people and what they're able to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing for the master to have it. And then another thing for the students and the, and the senior students to have it. And if they don't, then you go, it's, they may have it, but for some reason, it's not being, being transmitted or it's not getting transmitted. And so that means you can study with them for a long time and still not be able to do it. Yeah, and for us, it's very, very crucial to me that I pass it on and that other people be able to do these things. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's one of the things that um, you are phenomenal with Seafood Clear is that you take all these difficult things to do or things that are very ethereal or, or whatever word we want to use, esoteric, whatever, and you have drilled down to figure out how to give your students actual exercises that will get you the skill. 
And, the, you know, the other thing, we just have to be honest and not to be rude, but we don't have a language barrier with you. <laughs> it is du- direct. I mean, it's just, it's just very easy. And, and, um, and, and, and kiddingly, but seriously, your OCD is to our benefit <laughs> because you're so detailed. And uh, sometimes I will ask you uh, something that I think is going to be a quick Question 30 seconds. No, it's 30 minutes to get that answer because you're so well-researched and, and you want to impart the knowledge. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. To me, anybody that wants to be super high level at the Tai Chi um, as a teacher, a practitioner and a teacher and with the skills, um, you don't have to be OCD where it's like driving everybody nuts, but you're going to have to be pretty meticulous in your training where it's going to come across as, uh, and you're going to have, you know, being a bit, having a bit of OCD is going to help you. Um, that kind of a thing, because those attention to detail, that attention to detail and that volume of detail for the amount of stuff that's there and not for any one specific skill most of the time, but, but for the myriad of, of skills, um, it's just going to make a big difference. And if somebody doesn't have that, it's going to be like, this is too much to even try to keep up with too difficult and too meticulous and too meticulous and too much. Now at the lower levels, not as much, although, um, I tend to be nitpicky on even towards beginning things because I can see that may not be a problem so much to what you're doing now, but if that continues and it grows even a little bit, there's going to come a level of skill where that's going to be a problem. And so let's, and, and you really, you don't want the, that problem built in there. Let's get that out now so that when you get up there to that, to that level, you're in good shape for that because it's going to have its own things. And then the next level after that, the next level after that. And so it's absolutely, and so you, you kind of see that from me in terms of like what you're talking about. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, I'll take a shot next. Um, kind of taking a mixture of everything everyone has said. Uh, uh, and I'm gonna circle back around probably to the biggest thing I've seen in Tai Chi is the agency it gives to your life, the responsibility that it brings to you. And uh, to kind of build up to that, I would say that one of the things I liked most getting from you is the Yi skills and the Ting skills, the mind and sensitivity, um, just the things you can do with it, you know, uh, I think first seeing in your Xingyi programs, okay, you're going to have your mind filled with space. And it's like, whoa, that's really cool. And kind of everyone in that space is going to be affected by you. And so I've kind of had some moral issues of, oh, maybe I don't want to spread my Yi out in these public places because I don't want to affect other people in any way. Um, but then it's cool meeting maybe some people with natural gifts and you can sense that they are sensing into you even if they're not doing it consciously it's like oh well i can i can just be fun and block you with my e or i can you know uh play with that but then going back to the fact that you have this ability to affect people or i guess everyone does you just may not be conscious of it or of how our skills build up to how well you can do it it gives you this sense of responsibility of how you're going to conduct yourself as a human being and live your life, like Matt had said earlier. And the fact of, uh, hey, you know, I'm going to do some Tai Chi and breathing exercises and then having you look at your life from a totally different, more responsible perspective as uh, 
And even being able to play with that and make it fun at the same time is probably the biggest thing I've seen for answering this question. Cool. Yeah. Who didn't get to weigh in yet? Um, I, I'd just like to add when 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 you when you brought up the subject and said what was you know the most impressive and and to expand upon it and your expound upon it and your experience, I was gonna bring up the the healing and, and remote healing and was worried about how much I should put out <laughs> but I don't have that problem now and it's all been, um, you know explained and expounded on very well so I would just say as far as my personal experience um, with with your training Sifu I've developed my own skills to a, to a certain level and can um, heal people, whether with a, a quick physical connection or even remote, well, just tele, being just a few feet away, um, sense a person's discomfort or, or whatever needs, needs healing um, at, at a pretty basic level. But still, someone says, oh, I, I, I twisted my elbow and it hurts. And oh, now it doesn't hurt. Um, you know, I, I can do that without having to do a lot, which I, I never would have thought possible, but um, that's just a brief example of my um, direct experience with this and it gives me a lot of pleasure as everyone else to be able to heal and work with other people. Um, and I had some sort of third party connection with these, another re remote healing that was really remote that I was very impressed with and just glad to be a part of it. Um, so that's just all I'll say at this point because everything else had been covered so well. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Putting it the way in yet. Phil, did you, yeah. You're on mute. <laughs> so this is something that's just sort of totally floored me is I think I'm able to see most people's auras on Zoom today. And that's like a really new, that's like a really new thing. So it may not be impressive to you, but it is to me. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to quit with that. But that's <laughs> that. That's a new experience to see it that consistently. So. Yeah. Once you see it and see it that consistently, then it's pretty easy to manipulate it. Of course, you want to be careful so that the minute any, any of that that you're doing is for a state of health because it really goes whichever way your mind goes. So if it's towards, so it can be harmful too, although we're not using it like that. Um, and so just be aware, just be, a, since that's new to you, I'm, I'm telling you, be aware of that. That way. Thank you you're putting across the healing stuff. Because if you go, what happens if I, you know, do something, you know, this way, you know, like, yikes. So be careful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Did everybody get the way in or did we miss anybody? I, all I've got on for my answer on that one is I've got just too many. Too many. <laughs> Both in the healing, healing side and in Marshall side and just in weird stuff. <laughs> What you know, what most people would call weird stuff. Um, one of the ones more like from the last year that stands out is that um, Carly, my daughter, who's twelve, 
she'd been studying, doing the Tai Chi, different things that I did just personally with her, where I was imparting skill sets since she was a baby. And the, uh, she did the fogung where she came and attended all three days. And at the end of the first fogung, she, most people, they have to attend that course somewhere between six and 10 times before they really start being able to do it with their mind. And Carly came in at the end of the session, the first session that she came to, but again, she's been around this her whole life. I've been doing stuff with it her whole life, but she hadn't had the formal training on the fogung part of what we do on the qigong that's for the energy for healing like this. And she did that. And at the end of the weekend, she was able to look and I had her work with Mark, who's on here and then some for some stuff he had. And then a lady that was there that had some other issues that they were systemic issues. Mark's was being hit by lightning and some things with that that went through him. And the gals was uh, Lyme disease and something else that was also systemic. And so she was able to work to see this with her mind and work the whole thing and really do it. And so then once we finished that up after that weekend was over and I had her do her 10 healings for practice and she did that um, to get to make sure it got solidified how to do the method. I then got on Zoom with Harry and had her work with Harry for working on somebody long distance since you could do it with her mind through the Zoom. And Harry basically had her make the connection and then manipulate the energy. But before he did that, he said, bring the energy into you so that you can manipulate it right there where you're at. And she was standing right here about where Matt's at. And she did that with Harry. And I could see the outline of Harry where she was working in the room here. And Harry could see it from where he's at as well. And so that was like, for me, the most mind-blowing one for me in the last year uh, like that, because it was a trip. Uh, for I don't know how else to put it. You know, Carly consistently blows our minds, too. but that was that was pretty cool. I wasn't here for it when I heard about it. Yeah. Anyway, so so that for the kind of thing we're talking about was pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you most hope to impart? This is a two-part question. What do you most hope to impart to your students short term? Your first this time. I'm <laughs> first this time. Uh, uh, short term. Um, short term and then long term. It start with yeah. Do, you don't term. have to be first if you got if you're like you need a minute. I'll we'll let a couple other people go. But or several. Uh, no. Well, I honestly the the first thing that I want to impart to my students um, in the short term is a real like realistic understanding of Tai Chi and what the kind of goals are and what the training really looks like because I just find that so many people who come in looking for Tai Chi have something in mind that they want that's not really what the training is or the training is going to be more than that or or they have other goals that are contrary to what the reality of the situation is and so um i i find that if i can at least impart that kind of basic level of understanding of like this is what we're up to and this is kind of why we're up to it and this is what that is going to look like in class here um, then people can really sort of actually make up their minds if they want to do that or they want to go chase down this other thing that they had in mind. Um, and so that, um, that's the first kind of benchmark short term that I want to, that I want to get the students to is that I want them to really understand what we're doing and why we're doing it and make sure that they're on board with that. Um, and, and I try to give them good reasons, 
that they should want to be on board with that, you know, good, smart the reasons why we're doing all this stuff. But, uh, but, you know, it just depends on the person. And sometimes that's, it turns out that what Tai Chi really involves is not what they were after. Um, and so I, I typically try to find that out kind of right away. I'll, I'll uh, add to that uh, right off what you're saying, Matt. I, I want my students, uh, the new ones, short term, to know that it is not about choreography. It is not about quantity. It is about quality. And the two things that I see that everyone needs the most when they walk in is proper posture and maintaining it and not giving lip service to relaxation or sung, that they really understand or begin to understand that and are able to do that. I can't, I've been to other classes, whether it's Tai Chi or yoga classes, and I, I hear the instructors all the time, relax, let your body root into the earth, and, and it's lip service. They're not teaching people how to do that. They're and, saying it, but they're not doing it. Exactly. And, and yeah, I put hands on with yoga instructors at a, a health and wellness place that I used to teach at a couple of years ago. And none of those yoga instructors were actually really rooting and letting go. Yet they were mouthing those words in class. And I'm, uh, you know, so I, I want my, my students short term to understand that, that it's a much deeper level of relaxation than most people realize that they can do. And they can tangibly, physically feel it on me. Thus, they learn to do it as well. There's got to be direct transmission because you can tell someone to relax till you're blue in the face or to root. And eh, the likelihood that they're really going to get it at the level we're talking about it is next to zero. You've got to feel it. Um, so there you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I work, um, to get new students to feel, feel the energy, um, an energy ball, um, for example, whether th through just standing in Wu Chi or sometimes introduce basic exercises such as, uh, Tai Chi ruler or tiger plays with ball that are really just sort of basic Tai Chi postures repeated. Um, and I say, um, get them to feel the energy. And then with, with proper alignment and re real relaxation zone and connection to carry the, uh, the energy with them and, and have that feeling as whether they're, they're doing a form or, or exercises. Um, because I think that the, the sooner they get the energy and the more they have it developed as part of them and part of the Tai Chi practice overall, the more it can be used to develop the other, um, other attributes of practices in Tai Chi. Um, and I don't know, what was, was the second part of this question long-term? Yeah, long-term, perhaps is long-term long term um that i would have to say depends on working with people and sort of what strength they they show and um exactly how to develop what particular skills say um if one stands out more than another so long term would be to certainly develop the skills but um some people are maybe more inclined martially 
some more towards healing. Um, so besides building up the energy through different practices um, and to de help develop different skills, um, I really couldn't be more specific. Um, but yeah. that's the way I look at it. Sure. Did you give your long-term? I did not. Um, long-term, I think uh, it's a little, it's a little tricky because I haven't really been teaching very long um, in terms of Tai Chi teachers out there, but the, uh, I think the long-term goal that is pretty kind of universal for all of the students that I've had that I want to help them with and I want to share with them the most is I want them to sort of be able to realize and unlock their own personal power. Like there's just so many people that are disempowered for various reasons, whether it be an injury or a mindset or something, something going on, an, uh, an illness, um, like chronic diseases and stuff. And there's just, there's so many people out there who feel disempowered because of whatever's going on with them. And the Tai Chi really helps to, to uh, not only fix injuries and heal you up and make you kind of more powerful that way, but it, it shows you other areas of, uh, of influence that you, uh, that you can have. And, uh, and it helps people to connect with their sort of higher selves in a certain kind of way. And that I think long-term, um, you know, for everybody that's, that's come through our doors, that's what I wish most for all of them. Um, so yeah. All right. On the short term for students that I'm starting to teach, I'd say just getting them to understand what Tai Chi is and isn't, uh, which I'd actually written an article on last week because if they know what it is, that's kind of how we can get it to spread and share rather than having this false paradigm of what Tai Chi is. And in fact, you tell someone I do Tai Chi, they, they have a picture in their head that is incorrect of what I do and what I teach. So the first thing uh, I would have a student, the benefit that I want them to have is to know what Tai Chi is because that helps them see the path that, they're, that I plan to take them on and help them to have that perspective of how things are going to change for them in terms of health and mindset and so forth. And uh, as far as a long-term benefit, it kind of be a lot of what Matt just said and what I said before, them being empowered and taking more responsibility in their life because they will know that they have that ability even, and that we would help them to build up other abilities to help them empower themselves so that they can affect the lives of more people on a positive level. So kind of having that spider web effect of ripple effect. That's right. Yeah. Ty? Um, Sorry. No, I've just got all kinds of things going on on my desk here, turning off this phone before it rings. But what everyone has said about explaining to people what really is Tai Chi, um, what to expect. That is my short-term goal. And my long-term goal is I, I talk about my students being renters or owners. And I have a lot of teachers who only want renters. They can only do their Tai Chi, can do the form if they're following somebody else, whether if they're there with the classmates, 
But if you ask them to do the form that they've been doing for 20 years, they can't do it. They have to follow someone else. They're a renter. And I want all of my students to be buyers, that they own this. Owners. That um, if I go away tomorrow, that everything that I have shown them, they can put into practice in their life. They're not renters, they're owners. Yep. I never heard it put that way before, but I like that. I love it. I love it. And I love the way when we have these conversations, everybody kind of comes into a similar uh, <clears throat> point. And that was a really, that was a really nice illustration that you gave Ty. Um, my word that came to mind was self-confidence, but I love that you guys are talking about empowerment as well. Um, my short term, I always ask my students when they come in, what's your objective? Like, wh why are you here? Um, rather than trying to put forth my version of what Tai Chi is, I like to hear what they want to achieve because it's almost always possible through Tai Chi. <laughs> um, but that, that helps me to guide them so that they're feeling satisfied with their decision to come in because I know I can pretty much help them with the vast majority of issues that they may have come forward with. Um, and my, my goal with them long-term or mid-term and long-term is, is this question of self-confidence or feeling empowered. The, the fact that um, their choices are, are what matter. Like usually when we go to a professional, we, um, we give up our power and we're allowing them to make decisions for us. And they don't always know the whole story. I mean, how could they? You're the one that's lived with yourself your whole life, right? So it really needs to be you, the one that figures out that direction and, and understands, um, you know, how to achieve what your objectives are. So that empowerment and that self-confidence. I mean, learning how to do a wall squat for me, it was like you walk down the street with a different attitude after you can do a wall squat. Uh -huh. That's just a fact. And so if I can give that kind of self-confidence to each of my students, you know, I'm going to feel very satisfied. Um, so that's my main objective, I would say. Cool. Who hasn't weighed in yet? You have Mark? Yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I, uh, my short-term goal, usually when someone comes in, is to give them some sort of physical and mental well-being, improved sense of physical and mental well-being. And the reason why is because of some of the things you guys talked about, there's, when they come in, they, they might think they know what Tai Chi is. There's a lot of misinformation out there. They bring a lot of things in with them that interfere with truly understanding or getting what Tai Chi is. So I, I try to focus on uh, those sensations of physical and mental well-being. It kind of acts as like a, like a positive reinforcement to get them in the habit of coming long enough to find out what Chai Chi truly is. And that's my long-term goal is to get to where they can understand all the different facets, whether it's the self-defense or the healing, uh, the different skills, um, and probably a, an enhanced sense of self-awareness as far as long-term. Cool, yeah. Anybody, is there anybody that didn't get to weigh in on this yet? Bill, did you already weigh in on this? You're on mute. Yeah. So I'm going to pass. I'm not teaching at this time, so I'm going to pass on. Okay. <laughs> yep. The, uh, okay.
for me, um, in the short term, it's just basically usually people come in and they've got something they want to achieve and or they've got pains or areas that they're trying to rehabilitate or trying to help make better or feel better. And obviously, it's what they read about Tai Chi that, that may have or have heard about it that brought them that way or in the local area for classes there or even now internationally, internationally, but where they've heard, hey, you've got this thing and I want that thing, right? And so most of the time, my short-term goal for them is that they feel better, that they're happier, that they're healthier, um, and or that they can, um, along with that, that they, you know, and I'm not talking about like first, from the first day, it's feeling better, happier, healthier, what can I do to help you? And then pretty quickly after that, it's it's the, uh, the ability to feel the energy, know that the energy is actually there. They're not imagining it. They're not making it up um, and that kind of thing. And then long-term, it's that they get an energy perspective. Most people can get a spiritual perspective. It's easy and easier in our society to kind of get that. Now, how what quality is it and how much are they really able to put that into practice and the depth of it and all that? That's a lot more nebulous and questionable, but but they can go and read Deepak, Deepak Chopra and they can look at, um, go to church and they can listen to whatever spiritual person is talking, whatever they're talking this week, and they can kind of get a spiritual perspective about a lot of books on it. Um, what they tend not to get so easily, and it's a lower level than the, than the spiritual perspective in a certain way, but is that energy perspective about themselves and health and healing and life. And I know that if I can communicate that and do that well enough, it will lead them to getting the other, whether they get that from what I'm doing and if they want it through the Tai Chi way of doing things and where it's really spirit at work and, and able to work and able to do things, then they're going to go to that. But that the energy perspective, um, you don't see that so often or so much. It's, it's a lot tougher to get in our society, at least at this time. And so it's an energy perspective about themselves and health and healing and life. And that's what, I'm, that's what I tend to look for in a longer term, knowing that if I can succeed at that, the rest of the things will come as long as the person actually wants that. You know, if, it, if they don't want it or I don't want that, then that's a different thing. But anyways, yeah, and you already weighed in on this, right? Yeah. yeah but, were you, but you want to say something. Well, I, we've just, we touched about, uh, we've touched on a lot of great reasons why people do Tai Chi. A lot of people on the call had similar kind of experiences when they first got into Tai Chi, they were banged up or injured somehow and needed to, or wanted to, to heal those old injuries. Um, uh, the energy perspective and just like feeling that and just knowing that it's a real thing. There's a lot of people who like that really is their motivating factor for wanting to do the Tai Chi. Whatever your personal reason is for wanting to do it, I'm assuming you want to if you're listening to this podcast. And so if you haven't done it yet, check out startcleartaichi.com because the, the path to these high-level skills that sound so fantastic right now, it sounded fantastic to us when we first started too, everyone on the call. But we followed the steps, we did the training, we put in the time, and we now have the skills and you can too. The information is available um, and so, uh, go to startcleartaichi.com for that. Also, I want to point out that, you know, we've been talking about this from the perspective of Tai Chi teachers. And if you are a like prospective Tai Chi teacher, maybe you've been doing Tai Chi for a little while and you've thought about maybe trying to teach or something like that, uh, the, the level one Tai Chi program 
that is available at, at startcleartaichi.com is a, uh, an instructor certification program. If you complete the material in that program and you pass the test, you are a Clear Tai Chi level one instructor and you can go out and be that kind of Tai Chi instructor in the world that, you, you know, that you're wanting to be. Um, and, then, and you can be confident that you will have the real skills to be able to represent as a real Tai Chi teacher in that way. Um, and so for, you know, whatever your personal reason is for wanting to do Tai Chi, the best way to do it is get started as soon as you can with a really great teacher. And we are fortunate enough to have a really great teacher and you can get all the information that he's got available out there um, for, you know, for the, the standard Tai Chi curriculum is all at uh, startclearTaiChi.com. That finishes the word from our sponsor. Start, start clearTaiChi.com. Okay. So why clear Tai Chi? So most of you were teachers already, and if not in Tai Chi, in other martial art and that kind of thing, uh, but most of you even for Tai Chi, um, or a bunch of you for Tai Chi already, I'll say it that way. What is it about our system, clear Tai Chi, that caused you to do this and to want to do this and that kind of thing? What, what would you say really either you, did you gamble and come out to a workshop and then see or experience something, feel something, um, or was there something that really caught your eye or your, that you got to experience it? What was it that really made you go, I've got to do this? And it might be something that in the beginning you just did this for Tai Chi and then, and then you got something that really caught your, motiv motivated you or caught your attention after you were already kind of doing it for a little bit? Um, I can start. Uh, originally, I found you and was doing uh, some of your online and video Salat stuff and didn't really have an interest in Tai Chi because, kind of as I mentioned before, uh, my perspective of what Tai Chi was was not what you do. It was what I'd learned from other places and saw. Um, so I remember I bought some DVDs from you in 2016. Uh, I did your week-long trial on cleartaichi.com and thought, oh, this stuff is really cool. Um, and then I saw from your email list, your advertisement for Push Hands Level 1 workshop and was like, oh, that advertisement is well put together. I really want to go. Uh, and barriers showed up that I couldn't go that year. But when I saw you were going to do it the following year in 2017, I was like, okay, nothing is going to stop me from going. And it was going to that push hands workshop with you August of 2017 that I was like, okay, this is what internal skill is. This is cool stuff. And yeah, very next month after that, when you advertised, all right, well, now we have internal Xing Yi. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. I, you know, these guys have earned my trust on the internal stuff and, uh, and then I just kind of kept going with the Tai Chi, mainly because that's what you guys focus on and what you teach. And by the time I got to push hands level two, I'm like, okay, Tai Chi is just about the coolest thing in the world. So <laughs> that's what, what pulled me in was your push hands level one advertisement, what you said students would be able to do by the end of it. Mm. And the fact that I attended it and was able to do those skills like within that short weekend. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Cool. Uh, nice. I first attended a uh, one of your your push hands level one workshop 
down in the Washington area a few years ago. Was that the first time you'd seen me or did you see me like a Tai Chi gala or something before that? No, that was the first time I, I'd seen you live. I, I, um, through, you know, looking up Tai Chi online, seeing um, some of your videos um, just, uh, just on YouTube and thought, well, this looks interesting. Um, and um, you, you know, you seem to have good, Good material and presented it well. I like the way that you interacted with with the the students, the other people on the on the videos. And then you know this, you came to right within my my area. So I went to that. And besides thinking, wow, this is cool. This is like being on a Richard Clear video. I uh, I was really you know said you know I I can definitely get firsthand experience that that what you put forth on your on your videos was was definitely something real and and I can feel that and um, unfortunately or so much better that um, a few months later you were in the Washington area again and I could go to another one um, and say yes I I found I definitely wanted to be a part of this and then I um, Started going to Maryville for for workshops or up to up to New Jersey with Harry for for some, but um, it was you know just experiencing the workshop, um, getting to know the people, and that you were such a, a good down to earth person to work with, um, and and excellent as far as explaining the material and making sure that people were comfortable with it and were, were learning it and picking it up. Um, I just thought that this is something that would, because while I'd had some um, internal martial arts experience before, um, this really added a whole other element to it with um, actually doing something with the energy besides just feeling it. Because I, I could feel energy, um, I, I guess chi, but really couldn't use it for anything besides saying, wow, this is cool. So um, that, that really helped a lot. And that's why I uh, stayed with Clear Tai Chi and working with everyone. Well, one of, one of the things for what you're talking about that I like that Matt has a tendency to say that's true is that you know most places, if they put on a video, they put a lot of time into editing the video and the streamlining the video and the putting on a show for the video that's, that's very, a lot of artificial things going on. And so people see video and they expect, okay, when I see the live, it's probably not going to be quite as good and that kind of a thing. And consistently, I'll let him tell that you. That was my only question when I first, because I had been, I started with the videos too. And when I first got to meet Sifu, my only question was how much better does he look on the video than he is in real life? It never even occurred to me that it might be more impressive in real life, but it is, it's, it's, it's really hard to convey through video. You just can't tell what the other person in the, in the scene with him is bringing or what they are doing or what they're trying to do and what he's shutting them down from doing. It's just, it's really hard to convey that that way. But when you're able to feel it, uh, the first time you feel it, and then when you stand back and you know what you're looking at now, it's it's like it it's so much better. I mean, he's Sifu is so much more skillful than we can ever figure out how to put across on video. I'm still working on it. 
<laughs> but uh but yeah it's it, it really is it's it's kind of a trip because if you've ever like you said you know you've seen some of the other martial artists videos and you've gone and seen them live there's a sort of an expectation there but it does not work that way with him he is much much better live and in person and if you can get hands on that's the other thing is that he lets people put hands on i want you to feel it um the other thing is on the video i'm I would say that we're just kind of lazy about editing <laughs> combination combination of that and um i have a tendency to do things where i will try to teach at a level where it's really where there are mistakes not that i'm faking the mistakes but i'm just not doing it i'm not turning on and really jacking it up to the level i could be doing it at i'm trying to do it at the level that i'm trying to teach to which means mistakes creep in there and a lot of people they would just edit it out and i'm like nope leave it because it was like crap that was wrong so then here's what you got to do to fix that bang and that way you say well i'm making some of those errors and oh i see the correction for that error now and it's designed to make it so that the video isn't designed it's not a demonstration it is designed for teaching so that you can pick up the skill and that's true all the way up. And then I will sometimes put something on there where like, okay, now I'm gonna just demonstrate where I am doing it at another level and putting that skill across. And of course, it's gonna look a little different. But the vast majority of the time, it's actually a teaching video, not a demonstration video. So it makes a difference. Yeah, that's the beauty is you're you're not uh, worried about losing face or you know making sure you look like you know king of the the world uh, in your videos um, and because you are playing with this in general at a certain level. And the other point you've made is if one of your students uh, that's been training with you for a while can never ever ever move you, then you haven't taught us the skill. What the, what the heck? And where any for ten years and you can't move me if I'm just playing at your towards your level, right? Not thinking or whatever. Then it's what have you been doing for ten years? <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, so that's much appreciated. Um, uh, I I have a similar story. I, I was uh, uh, learning Tai Chi at another school, and it was just completely empty choreography. I mean, they weren't even teaching Sung Pung Lu Jian. I came to uh, the Tai Chi Gala the very first year you were there. And it was, I think it was in someone else's workshop. They said, all right, stand in your best Wu Chi posture. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Didn't even know that. <laughs> I've been, yeah. So I stood in a horse stance. <laughs> and how, how ridiculous. I know. Uh, but that's how bad what I was learning was. Um, so anyway, uh, at that gala, when I got to put hands on with some of the students that you brought, and then ultimately you and got to talk to you in a bit, uh, my mind was blown because I had no idea that what I experienced and felt was uh, what Tai Chi really was. Um, and then, and then to be a, a teacher uh, of this came about because of you and your training and your program. And it, uh, well, one, you learn that when you teach, you become that much better. So there's the selfish angle for teaching, um, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but also having the backing of clear tai chi and you in our organization yeah there's something i don't know or whatever I, I it's not just me i can go to you or ask one of our other uh my, my fellow instructors and and to see the curriculum 
uh, beyond what I've already learned with you to to understand that uh, there really is no finish line. Um, it just keeps going and going and going. And, you know, you let me peek at the, the master level list of stuff and holy crap, you know. So, you know, you, you have said to all of us that we have more to learn in the upper end of your program than everything we've already learned to date. Um, so how could you not want to be a, a part of this if you're serious about your Tai Chi? Um, so the, and, that, and that gives the confidence uh, to be able to teach it and not feel, because uh, I think everyone that has begun teaching, especially when you, I've, I've been doing it for uh, uh, half a decade or so now, when you first start, you kind of feel like a phony. Or do I deserve to be teaching? Am I good enough? Have I been doing this? Am I skilled enough? Have I been doing this long enough? Yeah. Exactly. And um, you can, you know, get over that fairly fast with the backing of uh, what you give us. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. I'd like to jump in there because uh, what Harry's just ended with was my primary motivation for looking for more information was that I was already teaching and I did feel like I didn't have enough depth, you know, to claim being a teacher. <clears throat> so I could just only teach up to what I had learned and I didn't understand much more. Um, so I found your videos on YouTube, which led me to your online classes. And I had been doing that for some time. There was a lot going on in my life at that time, um, but maybe a year, a year and a half, into studying the online course, um, I got wind of the uh, Fakong uh, class. Unfortunately, the one I signed up for, um, I was actually getting ready to go on the trip when I heard from my family that my father was in a bad way. And so I, I had to skip it that time. Um, so like Daniel, I waited. And came, I think it was six months later, or maybe a year later, I, I don't recall exactly the, the events. but. Um, it changed my life. That Falcong changed my life and, and affected a lot of people around me in a very positive way. So I'll be forever grateful about that. But then there's so many different sort of branches to the system that, you know, once you're learning one, you realize you need the other to balance it out and, and how one informs the other. And that if you're doing martial things, you need to be able to heal people. And if you're doing any of these things, it's going to affect your philosophy of life. And it just becomes one integrated um, system. And if, so, of course, you know, I, I talk about Sifu a lot. And my mother says to me at one point, but what's so what's the attraction? What's the what's going on with all that? And I said, <laughs> I had to think for a minute. And I said, well, I think it's because the, the system in general, which, of course, speaks to your philosophy, because you've created it, um, is so supportive for my development, you know, it's, it's not about you, regardless of the fact that we're all talking about you all the time. <laughs> it's about the system and the system as such lives in all of us, yep. right? And so by sharing it and spreading it and, and, and being interested in the development of each of us, um, you are feeding into that system and allowing it to grow and become diverse and spread and that is really exciting to be part of, you know, and so every student and all the people who are learning, it's, you know, in addition to like what Harry said, we're able to consult between each other for, um, you know, specifics on the Tai Chi, but it's much, much more than that because all the people 
that you come into contact with through this system, um, you know, are interesting for so many other topics as well. And you and you end up making fast friends and having very interesting conversations and living experiences that are, you know, life changing and very memorable. And so it's just a really great uh, overall system and community. Thank you. Yeah. Of which you are the center, but we're all very excited to be uh, participating in as it grows. Thank you. Thank you. Did anybody else not get to weigh in? Go ahead, Bill. I can weigh in on this one. <laughs> So, I think it, so one of the issues is, uh, so a number of things that make clear Tai Chi really work for me. And one of them is, so I'm Chinese and I've been around, I've been around Tai Chi for a long time, but many of the potential instructors for Tai Chi have been Chinese. Yeah. And the language is often a huge problem. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, English is your first language is, is a big deal for me. The second thing is uh, the willingness to answer questions. So I've been involved with organizations where I would call the, the toll-free number and they would say, oh, make an, uh, just make, sign up for a lesson in, in, in an instructor in Atlanta and they wouldn't tell you squat. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... You know, so for questions, uh, Matt's been very helpful. And so, but to be able to ask questions and get an answer is just wonderful. And I've been with, I've been with other martial arts programs where I would go, you know, spend $1,500 on a flight and meals and hotel. And if I wanted to ask the main instructor a question, I got one in, I got one question oh for the weekend. And uh, Sifu is really clear about inviting questions. He wants you to ask questions on the material from the workshop. So that's really a big deal. Yeah, I want to make uh, sure you really got it. And so that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing is that, you know, people talk about chi and so certainly in my area, uh, there's one other instructor that moves Qi, but most of the Tai Chi instructors, when they talk about Qi, it's a concept, but it's not something they actually move. Yeah. And, uh, and certainly that's true of some of the famous Tai Chi instructors. It's just something they talk about. Yeah. Uh, but, but Sifu talks about energy in the way that I understood it at the time I first met him. And that was something that really, that really worked for me. So, so that, those were a number of things. And then uh, I got interested because I bought the 19 DVD um, combat Tai Chi with what had applications for, you know, 75 applications for each move. And so that was really, I found that very, you know, to have someone that actually would explain all the application was very good. Uh, and then uh, I took the I took the first fighting method workshop, and I really liked the hard method. So it's something 
that is something you can use and you don't have, you know, it's something you can use right away. And that's very cool. And then um, I had actually been looking for the emitted falcon. I mean, the emitted Qigong. Yeah. So it's very easy to find people to teach you to use Qigong. For, you teach you to move so you can improve your own health. But it's very unusual to find someone that will teach you to emit energy. It's very hard to find that. I've been looking for that for years, and yours was the first opportunity. So I took I took the Falcon uh the first Falcon workshop, and that was cool. And so there are many things that work very, very well for me in clear Tai Chi. Cool. Excellent. Was there anybody else that didn't get the way in there? Mark? Yeah, I think I, I think I said it on a previous podcast that I really have been looking for decades for a Tai Chi instructor where I could learn real Tai Chi, whatever that was. I didn't even know what it was, but I, I knew what it wasn't. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, in the past, when I've looked, uh, I've seen there's a couple of different common, I guess, instructor types that I've run into. And one of them is like, chi doesn't exist. This is physical, blah, 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 right? And then the other type is, it's like they're playing to a certain um, uh, image. And so I've seen them where the Tai Chi instructor might even, like it's more than once I run into them where it's like they're copying David Carradine from, you know, Kane from Kung Fu. <laughs> and they talk with that stilted voice where they try to sound more profound. You know what I mean? Like there's that weird stilted thing. Yep. And when they say the word chi, it's like the chi. And it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's almost like a culty, weird thing. I can't describe it to you. It's, it's really like faith religious. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I was, I was, I vetted you hard. I don't, I can't, I think I told you this. I, uh, I watched your videos on your YouTube channel. I kept coming back to you over the course of maybe seven or eight years. I think I started in 2010 or 11. Wow. And I was looking at everything online. I had uh, folders on my computer with uh, YouTube videos where I could uh, compare things right on the screen. And I kept coming back to you because there was something that I, I, I could tell there was something going on there, but I couldn't put my finger on what it was. I just knew there was a quality there that I wasn't seeing in the other videos. And it was the internal movement. And then the, the force, the force, you can actually like the wave moving through when you would push somebody or do something to them. That's what I was seeing, but I couldn't, uh, I didn't have a reference point at the time to go, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. And uh, so um, that's, you know, when I finally committed and decided, okay, I've got to start uh, really looking for Tai Chi because I'm not getting younger. I'm 50, um, I was 47, I think, at the time. Uh, I, first place I started was I went to one of your students 90 miles away. And he's like, hey, we got a workshop uh, next weekend with Sifu Clear. And I was like, ah, what, what great fortune, really. You know what I mean? Because I, I didn't plan it that way. I just uh, kind of uh, almost on the spot. I'm like, okay, I got to start looking for this. I'm going to start there. 
because I wanted to see what your students look like. Mm -hmm. That's that's a real good indicator of of what yeah. what you're gonna what you're gonna be able to provide. So but even after you met me, you got involved in the system anyway, and <laughs> it worked out for the best. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you let me in, so that that was a good thing. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I it's I I'll, I'm I'm worried that I'm just echoing the same thing that everyone else has kind of said. But for me, it's it was the results. It, it was that it, I I could actually do the stuff. I could understand the stuff. Uh, it was you know it wasn't shrouded in mysticism or um, or well just do the form and then magically somehow the skill comes out of that. We don't really know how. There was everything had very clear understanding. So I'm saying it wasn't the form, do the form. It yeah, was not that. Not that. And, it, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, I found other teachers who say that. And I, and then, and you know, and this clearly was not. every Everything that Sifu has ever shared is very lucid and uh, logical and um, and practical and, and something that you can kind of get your hands on and, and do right now and experience for yourself and the, the fact that I was experiencing that over and over and over again even just through the videos before I ever met him that to me was like okay I found something here I need I need to investigate more and then I did go to a workshop and had one of those kind of mind-blowing experiences where uh you know it was like yeah there's next level stuff going on here and uh and I just had to have more um but but just from the very beginning I mean even before I had that live interaction and even without that, it, the information itself, it was so obvious to me so early on that it was really being shared and that there was a genuine interest in really making sure that the students had the skill and, uh, and every indication that his students did have the skill. And so uh, that's, you know, that's really why I got started in clear Tai Chi specifically. Like Mark, I had been looking for real Tai Chi for decades. I had a little better idea what it was and what it involved, it sounds like, um, than Mark did. Um, I certainly knew what it was not, but um, but had uh, some, you know, a little bit of education in some of the elements of what kind of go into real Tai Chi and what real Tai Chi guys do and the kind of things they get up to. And had been looking for that for a long, long time, for almost 20 years um, before I found it. See for clear, and, and when I found him, it was really, really obvious right away that he was, you know, talking about all the right things and had his guys kind of doing the right kinds of exercises, and uh, and just so so fortunate that, you know, someone with uh, with the skill out there has chosen to make it available to the public. So thank you. Thank you. Cool. Is that everybody? Wait, Ty, did we, we missed you. No, it's just that everything is pretty much been said. The only thing is that my personal journey is that I bought two books when I was about 14 years old. In fact, I have one of them here, which is this one. And I did not understand it was, it's a Bagua book. And mm -hmm. he does, I also did a, um, another book and talked about internal energy. And so at 14 years old, I started my quest for finding someone who could teach me internal energy and either 
they would tell me that after I've been studying with them for, for 10 years, they'll show it to me. But then I didn't see any of their students doing it. I didn't see anything that made me believe that they could do it. And then I'd move on to somebody else. And then they'd tell me it doesn't exist. And then um, my second seminar, which was the one in D.C., at the end, Sifu did a healing. And he did a healing with me. And I'm like, oh, yes, this is the real deal. And then I asked him some questions. And he goes, oh, yeah, I teach Demak. I teach Poison Hand. I teach. I'm like, okay, I've been looking for you for 50 years. <laughs> That's why I'm here, the internal. I've done a lot of external martial arts. I've done over 50 years of, over 60 years of internal, of external martial arts, now internal. Cool. You're looking good too, Todd. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was going, whoa, how long? <laughs> All right. I got I this started very good. young. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, everybody. Um, well, we've heard from everyone but you. Why do you do clear Tai Chi? I really like clear Tai Chi. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I meet interesting people. They do stuff to me, and then I meet more interesting people, and they do other stuff to me. And the uh, uh, a lot of this, you know, a lot of this, the serious benefits. I was fortunate that I that I liked into very skilled teachers early on, and have continually been able to find skilled teachers. Who really had it, uh, and in the and sort of in the interim or in the middle of all that, I in shopping for teachers found a lot of the ones that didn't have it, and was kind of amazed because I'd had teachers who really did have it going on and were teaching it early on. And for me, getting into it, it wasn't quite as mystical or or all that. It was that I heard that Tai Chi was really good for arthritis. I had an inherited form of arthritis. Okay, show me what I got to do for that. And I was already learning kung fu from them. So no big deal. And then when it came to the, to the longevity thing, um, I had heard that as well. I was already studying some of it, and, but went, but got more serious about it. And I'm like, okay, how does this do longevity stuff? And so I kind of got into it that way. And the first time I started to see things that were like, oh, wow, that's, that's next level something else. Um, I was already into it. So it wasn't like, and my teachers had it. So a little different on the journey. And it just kind of grew into what it is. The, um, yep. By the way, we've talked so much about fogung, qigong, that's fogung, external healing is a lot of times how you see it listed, that kind of thing, or energy emission healing. Um, we do have a set on that. We've got a workshop on that twice a year. If they're interested in that, they should look up. Qienergyhealing.com. Uh, that will have the, the course material uh, available there and uh, there's a link to the to whatever the upcoming or if there's a workshop coming up soon uh, for it that we're doing live there will be a link there's one every year normally the last weekend in April and then normally the, the weekend before Thanksgiving and they're both Friday Saturday Sunday workshops the one in April happens a different date if Easter happens to fall that weekend which doesn't happen very often but the, when it does then we have it a different weekend um the other one is, is if you want to, if you're like liking what you're hearing and you're going, I gotta, I gotta check out some of this. Remember that Clear Tai Chi at startcleartaichi.com. Thanks for listening and for watching and for participating, and we look forward to more next time. Thanks, everybody.
Thank you. Thank you. Bye. You guys have a great week. If I don't talk to you before it's over. And now a word from our sponsor. For those of you who are interested in internal power and want a reliable place to start, and for anyone who wants to experience internal power for themselves, go to internalpowerguide.com. I built a crash course in hands-on internal power. The practical guide to internal power is a work at your own pace online program. It is the course I use to get students from zero to 60 as quickly as possible, and it is totally free. So sign up at internalpowerguide.com now and get started right away. That's internalpowerguide.com.